Hello, beautiful people. It's Essie Love with um, another episode on For the Love of Mustard. This is going to be a different conversation that I'm going to have today. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's had a great day, a great Tuesday. I have had a wonderful Tuesday and um, I wanted to talk to you about the unlicensed lawyer. I don't know if you know, any any of you that are will be listening are lawyers or licensed or unlicensed, but um, certainly you'll find, you know, hopefully you'll find joy in this. And if you're not a lawyer, so to speak, but you are a professional, you have a professional degree or have a degree or have no degree, you still, I think that this conversation is for everyone, but I'm speaking, of course, as about the unlicensed lawyer. So why am I having this conversation? You know, as, as the founder and leader of Mission Legal, um, I've had opportunities in sharing with people and talking to people, and um, I did specifically a career day at a at a middle school not too long ago, and I was sharing with some other of the other individuals that were there what I do. A little hard to kind of explain to people because they always think that you are like a licensed attorney when you say I'm a lawyer, even if you say unlicensed, it's like they kind of skip over the word unlicensed and they think that they can start talking to you about things, <laughs> legal matters. And you're like, well, I have to like stop them in their tracks. No, I can't give you legal advice. I can tell you where the law is found. I could tell you what the law says, you know, if we look it up, but I cannot give you that advice. And I, you know, so you have to be very, very careful when you are doing, you know, when I'm talking because you know, of course, you know, people, people don't know and, and they're not aware um, of the ethics behind it. So in any case, I was talking to one guy and, you know, so when he says, well, you know, I told him I'm not licensed. <laughs> he said, oh, are you like a jailhouse lawyer or like, cause my cousin, you know, he's in and out of jail all the time and he knows the law just because <laughs> he's always like in the law library. So of course it's a chuckle cause it's like, <laughs> okay, no. I have my law degree. I'm just not licensed. And there's always a question mark and there's always a, you know, pink elephant in the room look. And so I was like, you know what? Let me, let me do a little research. Let me do a little research and let's just see, is this conversation being had? And funny part is it had, it has been talked about, you know, um, it's been talked about, you know, across the board from the ABA to, you know, of course in my state, North Carolina, you know, just trying to see like, what do people call themselves? What can you say when you're not an attorney at law when you're not a legal practitioner what how do you define yourself because I was just so curious to see you know what right the what and the funny part is there has been conversation about it and how you know people who are licensed or just you know reporters or whomever will talk and say well you know it's kind of silly to tell someone that you're you know not licensed you're really just a jurist doctor you're just a JD and it's like no I'm not just a JD I have my JD but Who's, who told you that you could tell me who I am or what I am? No, what I have is a doctorate degree and who I am is I'm an unlicensed lawyer, you know? And so the talk across the board on, you know, as I was doing my research, um, you know, there was one lady who was, you know, she has a blog and she, you know, kind of gave a few suggestions as to those that aren't licensed yet. You know, you could say that I've recently taken the bar exam, I have my jurist doctor and I'm waiting. There was just so many different ways to say that you're not licensed, but they were lengthy. And she even said that they're kind of lengthy. They're not really um, just, you know, it's a good catchphrase, but this is what you could say. And so as I'm reading through all of this stuff, guys, I'm honestly telling you, it's like, no, like that's not what I want to say about myself. That's not what I want to call myself. I'm going to say that I am an unlicensed lawyer because that's exactly what I am or a legal professional, but also, and I'm going to add, I'm a doctor of law. 
because Juris Doctor means Doctor of Law. And when I was in law school, it's funny because that conversation came up in class and, you know, the professor, I forgot, I think I was in my evidence class or maybe not, I was in another class. Anyhow, one of the professors was just saying how, you know, it's just not something that, you, yes, we're doctors of law, but it's just unheard of and it's just not, um, you know, lawyers just don't walk around saying that they're doctors of law. And of course, I'm like, but why? You know, who, who says that we can't say that we're doctors of law? We have a jurist doctor. Everybody else is a doctor. You have your medical doctors, you have your PhDs, you have your education, you know, doctorates. You have all these doctors. And then for the lawyers, we can't be called doctors. And so as I was doing my research, I learned that the reason why that conversation, you know, that was even said or why we shouldn't call ourselves doctors is because our our training time is not as lengthy as a medical doctor's training time or or um, other doctorate programs. The lawyer's program is not long enough. Well, you know what? I'm okay. That's that's not my doing. So as as I would have it, or as it, as it is <laughs> by virtue, we're doctors, and that's what we are. In any case, so you know, I thought it was so funny, and then I saw how you know, like of course, a lot of the conversation was when I was looking online and doing my research, like the unauthorized practice of law and, you know, how there's been a rise in so many unlicensed lawyers or others that are not even lawyers, that don't even have a JD, are delving into this unauthorized practice of law. And I understand the reasoning behind it. You don't want someone being, you know, swindled and, and, and dealing with someone who's not a lawyer or who's not licensed and giving them advice and, um, and providing them false information and then this individual who's part of the public is spending their money all for for nothing because then the outcome is going to be something that they weren't expecting. So I certainly do agree with the confines and the limits of why a licensed attorney gets to do certain things that an unlicensed lawyer does not. But the conversation that I want to have is, well, what is an unlicensed lawyer? So there are a few categories. You have the of an unlicensed lawyer. You have your JD student who just graduated and is waiting to sit for the bar exam or has already sat for the bar exam and waiting, awaiting their results. You have the, um, the, the law student or the JD who has taken the bar exam but was unsuccessful and did not pass the bar exam. You have your inactive lawyer, or I would say, in, this one's kind of confusing. There, it's an inactive attorney, right? Someone who's licensed, but they haven't paid their bar dues and they haven't actually practiced. They're, they haven't been practicing law. They're not litigating. They're not doing anything. They're just kind of doing nothing with their law degree. So they're inactive. Um, and then you have your disbarred uh, lawyer who was you know, licensed at one time and violated either an ethics rule or a few ethics rules and they were... Um, or their license was revoked from them so they can no longer practice and quote unquote practice would mean in the legal in the legalese or in the legal world practice means um, representing a client in court or providing legal advice or you know doing you know legal documentation you know doing um like real estate you know paperwork or estates and wills legal documentation creating it or completing it with your client those are the types of practice, general practice areas that a, a licensed attorney can do where an unlicensed lawyer cannot do. So as a result, you have, you know, these four categories of people who cannot do it, but they're still lawyers. They're just not licensed. Right. And what is a lawyer? A lawyer is someone 
who studies the law or practices it. And I honestly will say by virtue, if you're applying the law in any way, shape or form, you are practicing it. Just the general word practice means to do, to to apply, to perform, to execute. That's practicing something. And I have a definition, of course, I always have definitions. Um, so I wanted to have this conversation because in, in just doing what I do, you know, it is hard when you when you complete a program and your your whole goal is to be licensed and I'm still going to be licensed. I'm gonna, still going to take the New York bar exam. That's my home. That's my, you know, my hometown born and raised there. I'm all, I've always said I wanted to have my New York state license and I'm going to have it. Whether I'm going to do North Carolina, I don't know. I've, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm only following God's lead on this one. But in the meantime, I'm not going to not use what I have a privilege to have earned. I've earned my, my Juris Doctor. I've, I'm a doctor of law, right? And so that means that I get to use it in different ways and advocate it in different ways that I didn't expect when I was entering law school, you know? And as God would have it, you know, I thought I would, you know, I know just as easy just to take the bar exam, you know, again, but as God would have it, while it would be easy to do that, no, it would be God's way for me to sit in this uncomfortable place of having to, you know, standing and standing in my unlicensed lawyer, you know, title with what I do and having to share with people and having to have this conversation. It's very uncomfortable because of course I'm standing alone in this, but all the more reason for me to continue to do it. And I'm so thankful. I'm so happy that I, you know, he trusts me with it and he's giving me this privilege to do it because if I can break open this conversation, maybe just maybe it'll encourage somebody to do something that they've never done. Or it'll encourage you to stand up in what you're doing. Maybe you're not certified in your in your area. Maybe you're not. So what? You still have an education base that maybe someone else around you doesn't have. Use it. Do something with, do more with it than you thought you could do. So anyhow, let me share with you what the definition of practice is, okay? Practice, if you look it up in in Google, it says the actual application or use of an idea, belief, method, as opposed to theories relating to it. So it's the actual application or the use of an idea, belief, or method as opposed to theories relating to it. It's also the customary, habitual, or expected procedure of, or way of doing something. I think that's really cool, right? That's the noun version of practice. The verb version of practice, my favorite, is to carry out or perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. So in order to do something, you've got to practice it. You've got to apply it, which is what Mission Legal Law in a Nutshell is, right? It's about taking the law educating you to advocate for yourself, empowering you to take these laws and to to use them, advocating for you to understand the reason why you should apply these laws, and then teaching you how you take these fundamental rights and laws and use them respectfully and intellectually. That is exactly what I'm doing. And it doesn't require me to be licensed to teach you the law and to share with you where to find the law and to, to to see how you're going to use this in your everyday life. This is not for you to have theory based. No, it's for you to use it in everyday life. If you cannot use this in everyday life, it's useless, right? It's just useless to only use it when you have to go to a courtroom. No, the law is used every day, all the time, everywhere. It's in every place. It's in libraries. It's in, it's in parks. It's on streets. Um, it's in churches. It's 
everywhere. If you look up, sometimes you see a statute posted and something that tells you what you can and cannot do. That's the law. How do you find that? Where do you find it? This is what me standing in the unlicensed lawyer place is. And I'm actually very proud of it. It had to grow on me to understand. I'm proud to stand in that because you know what? Law school was no easy feat. I didn't do that overnight. It was not easy. I learned a lot about myself. And at the end of the day, something shaved off of me and I gained some things in the process. And what I did gain was that I'm a doctor of law, something that I never thought I was able to going to ever be able to obtain with you know my walk and my journey in life. But as God was seen, he took me through the entire program and here I am. Not using it because I'm not using what I've learned and not using this education base to help others would be silly because I have no license. That's crazy, right? So I encourage you, for those of you that are also unlicensed, don't let that stop you. There's something for you. We are all on put on this earth with with a calling, with a unique gift, with unique talents and skills. And what I'm doing, I have a privilege that God trusts me enough to be able to do it and stand up in it and to say, I'm not doing this with, with you know, like I'm not perpetrating this. I'm confident in what I'm doing. There's no perpetration here. Let me tell you. Did it take me a minute to get here? Absolutely. Because I needed to understand what this all was. Why, you know, why when you're sitting around other unlicensed lawyers, they feel like this is it for them. They're going to just do contract work and that's all they're good for because they're disqualified from doing everything else. There's a disqualification that comes with you not being licensed. Lies, fake news. That is not true. No, people don't get to, you know, people have, or let me just say this, the legal, um, you know, the law has progressed. The procedures and policies and, and, and the process in becoming a licensed attorney has also progressed over the years from the time of 1800s, you know, when Abraham Lincoln was given the diploma privilege, you know, many of them did not take an exam and I won't talk about that on this podcast, but it has progressed over time. So then when you are not welcomed in the profession because you're not certified to practice, then there's this, there's this thing that happens that just, you know, that comes from some attorneys where there's, it's like, it disqualifies you. And and, and it puts you in a box, and I hate being boxed. It puts you in a box to say, this is all you're good for. That's not me. (laughs) I'm not limited. I'm not limited at all. I'm only limited by me not representing clients in court. And that's not a bad thing because at least I could say this. If I have not given you legal advice and I have not represented you, you cannot feel some kind of way when it doesn't go your way and you want to complain about how you don't feel I managed and handled your case properly and you take it to the bar association for them to have to look into how I lawyered, you know, a case. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about paying anybody right now bar dues of a thousand plus dollars a year or every every other year to just be a part of the sorority or fraternity of no, I don't have to do that. What I, ha- what I am given the abilities to do is to teach people how to fish and not give them the fish. And so they can keep coming back to me for more fish. Mm-mm. No, let me teach you how. There's nothing wrong with people retaining attorneys. I'm not saying that at all. There's nothing wrong with you as an individual retaining an attorney. Yes, if you need someone to fight your case, please go and, and retain and get an attorney to do so. Because that's exactly what the profession allows for. But while you are um, in the process of retaining an attorney, also know what they're doing. Also know the laws. Also know enough of the law for everyday life to say, well, I do know where to look. You know, I know where to look to find the laws, if, you know, to, to, to make sure that 
I'm on the same page. You know, your lawyer, your attorney may not have the time to sit down and truly explain, which they should. But there are some attorneys that just don't. They don't really explain. They have a lot going on. They have, you know, big, big law firms have so much going on that, you know, you may not care to want to know, but you should know. But you should have an idea of, right? Because if, if your case is being mishandled, you won't really know unless you kind of know, well, wait, you didn't even, and some people are good. They'll say, well, you didn't even use this or, you know, exception or, or this excuse, or you didn't use, why didn't you go that route? Like some people are so on it with their lawyers or with their attorneys. I mean, just saying that, you know, you're not going to get by one on them. They, they, they want to be a part of their case. And that's important for you to know it for yourself. Right? So in any case, I see all that to say, as an unlicensed lawyer who's proud to be an unlicensed lawyer, because I, again, I did not just wake up one morning and say, I'm a, I'm a doctor of law. It, it, there was a process and a journey. I'm proud. Stand in that if you are also an unlicensed lawyer. That doesn't disqualify you from being a doctor of law. That doesn't disqualify you from actually taking what you have learned and taking that journey and, and using it for good. It doesn't disqualify you from just four little minor things. And if you if you decide, I still want to be licensed, please do go be licensed. Do whatever it takes, right? You know, do what it takes. I'm going to be licensed one day soon, hopefully. I don't, I'm not going to stop that process, but I'm not going to allow a license to make me who I am. Absolutely not. I'm not going to, uh, with the license, then I become someone wrong. Either you are it before it, but if you if you become something afterwards, then you've then you're mistaken of maybe who you are as an individual. And that's a whole nother conversation. Your confidence should be in the fact that you know who you are with or without a degree or with or without a license. So I just encourage you if you are, if you just graduated with your medical degree or you've graduated with your medical degree and you didn't pass your boards, okay, keep trying. But in the meantime, what can you, what does the profession allow you to do? right? There's, there's a world of opportunity out there and privileges that you have as an individual that you're good at, your skills and your talents and your gifts that could be coupled with your newfound, you know, um, degree. Use that. Think about it, right? But do not disqualify yourself and definitely don't let anything or anyone disqualify you from being the person that you already are. You just, you just now have an additional, um, I'd say like an additional clip on your belt, right? That someone else around you may not have. Okay. So be encouraged. Um, I am SC love or SCI love the, um, I'm an unlicensed lawyer. I'm not the unlicensed lawyer, but I'm an unlicensed lawyer. I'm a legal professional. I'm a doctor of law. I'm, I'm uh, so many different things. And I'm so proud to be able to say that I am definitely, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy that I can use everything that I've learned and I can share it with people and teach people the laws not just to teach, but for everyday life, everyday living. And it applies to all people, not just one subset of people, everyone from a child all the way to your elderly. I'm so proud to be in, in, in sitting in the seat that I'm in and that God trusts me enough to have taken this, like I said, and to, to move forward with it. So I'm going to redefine what a licensed lawyer looks like. I'm going to re-image what practice looks like because it doesn't have to be based on one person or some people's definition. As they redefine it and reimage it, I'm going to redefine and reimage it. And I hope that you feel the same way in whatever you're doing. Don't stand in like a conceit confidence. There's no such thing as a conceit confidence. Don't stand conceited or convinced that you're all that by yourself. No, you are who you are because God has created you with some things and, and uniqueness that someone else doesn't have. Be confident in him and his what he's the abilities that he has taken 
has taken for you to be who you are. Be confident in his ability to work in you and through you is what I'm trying to say. Okay. And don't let anyone or anything discourage you from being and doing what you know that you were called to do. I hope this is encouraging to you. I'll be back. Um, hopefully this week with another message, but ciao for now from my space to yours, love and peace.